You know this quote, find something you'll love to do and you'll never work a day in your life? That's a load of bullshit. Hi, this is Adina and you're listening to the Wealth Rebellion Podcast. We need to talk about the idea that unless something is super, super exciting for you, it's not worth doing. I think that that idea can become incredibly dangerous because if we start looking at it from a business perspective or from a life perspective, if you if the requirement is that you have to be excited about it before you're actually doing it, like if that's the prerequisite, how many things would you actually try? And I'm going to tell you why that's actually a really important question you want to ask yourself, by the way, because you wouldn't actually try a lot of things. If the idea is that you have to be excited about something all the time or otherwise it's just not worth doing, you do jack shit because you might be too tired. You might not be in a good headspace. You might be too busy. Okay. But also you don't even know if, it, if it's something that you like doing. You don't even know if it's something that you enjoy doing. So how would you know to be excited about it? Okay. There are times when excitement is important. There are times when it's not. And I think that the industry has sometimes ruined the idea of work for yourself, like do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life again. And I think that's the most bullshit thing to say to anyone because and this is this is like this is what this whole episode is all about the idea of do something that you love and you'll never work for the right day in your life right the reason why that's bullshit is you do something often enough and eventually it'll become a little bit stale you can like you can be a salesperson or work in fucking banking and you love pottery right if you do pottery 8 hours a day five days a week, eventually you're going to get sick of pottery. If you love cooking for other people every now and then, but all of a sudden you are forced to do it eight hours a day, five days a week, you're not going to love cooking each and every day. Okay. And so what I'm sort of trying to say here is that if the, like, we need to sort of get rid of the expectation that something has to be exciting for us to actually worth doing. And the reason why I'm sort of putting this in a business context is because very often when it comes to business, and I spoke about this in last week's episode as well, very often when it comes to business, there is this underlying conversation piece that we hear a lot of people make. And the thing is that, like, I understand what they're trying to say. They're not trying to say, go and fill your day with boring tasks. No, like they're trying to give you purpose. They're trying to help you understand that uh, something meaningful, like life doesn't have to be dull. And I couldn't agree more. But as with anything in life, there is a nuance, right? Just like you wouldn't want, like too much of a good thing is too much right? If you were happy all the time, it would be too much. Your nervous system would break down. Did you know that there's something called something like a phenomenon called cute aggression? 
Um, you may have felt it, you may have not. There are many, many people who know this. Uh, many people have this with babies, uh, with small animals, anything that's really, really cute. When something is so cute that uh, you want to squeeze it really hard or that you want to bite it. Um, that's it. Like if you've ever experienced this, uh, that is a term called cute aggression. I've recently also heard that people have this when they see like tiny, tiny baby shoes, for instance. Um, I literally have this every time I look at my cat. I just want to squeeze the living hell out of him. I don't because I can control myself. But... Um, and so cute aggression is essentially our body's way of regulating extreme emotions. If there's too much cute and too much excitement in our bodies, it needs to even it out and get our body back into homeostasis and equilibrium by giving us the opposite, by a feeling of aggression, because otherwise we just pass out from being too excited that something is too cute. We literally have a safety mechanism for extreme emotions, right? So that's, for instance, sometimes when you're too sad, you might get angry. When you're too angry, you might cry. Um, your body has a regulating system for extreme emotions. And so the same thing is true, um, or rather not the same thing is true. I think that the same analogy um, or the same idea can also be applied to our businesses, can be applied to our lives. And so we need to start understanding that whenever we go into something, so let's take, for instance, a sales call or a project or mastering a new skill or learning something new or being invited for a talk or being invited to collaborate. If the idea is always or rather the if the expectation is always that you have to be excited before you actually do it like be very careful with that obviously if it is something that you've done before if it is something that you're incredibly familiar with okay sure generally an excitement is a good thing um also you want to make sure that you're not anxious about it either right because the um anxiety and uh excitement go hand in hand really but I want you to start understanding that, again, if you do something on a regular basis, there are going to be times when the thing that you love doing, like your business or even parts of the idea of being an entrepreneur, there are going to naturally be times when you're just not going to be as excited. And I just want you to be aware of those times. Obviously, you don't want to be going through life being like, oh, well, Adina said that uh, I should never make it a prerequisite to ever be excited ever again. And so I just walk around being like feeling dead inside. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, what I'm saying is that if you're not as excited as you were other times, because generally you're feeling a bit blur, then that doesn't always mean that it's air quotes out of alignment, which I think is such a it's a dangerous concept because if like, again, as a former musician, like I've, I've had vocal training and guitar training and piano training and I loved playing and I still do, by the way, I just need to get myself a piano again and a guitar. I loved playing and I loved singing and I still do. But there are times when we had gigs or when I was in practice where I just could not 
be bothered. I wasn't excited about it. I could not be bothered to practice changing octaves and I could not be bothered uh, practicing chords, etc. Right. But that didn't take away that I'm actually glad that I did it. And it didn't take away from the overall excitement when I was doing the work anyway, meaning in that case, singing or in that case, playing an instrument. Same thing is true for anything that you touch, right? Like you might be someone who loves activities. You might be someone who enjoys sports, but that doesn't mean that you enjoy them 100% of the time. If you get to like 70%, okay, great. Like a little bit of meh is okay. Um, I mentioned this because I've just come out of a conversation with a client and we were talking about a sales call that she was having and she was really excited when she had the sales call, but they had the follow-up sales call essentially like two weeks later and not being funny, a lot can happen in two weeks. And so she just wasn't as excited about it as she was when they first spoke. And so she's just like, well... But if I'm not as excited about it, does that just mean that I basically shouldn't bother? But if you really think about it, so you're having a bit of an off day. So what? Like initially you were excited. So can you trust that? Can you trust that the idea when it first excited you? And even if, let's say, for instance, your gut is like giving you wrong signals, right? Let's say that that's the case. You're allowed to change your mind. You are allowed to like the idea of something and then be like, you know what? It's not for me. And that is okay. It is okay to try things and not like them. I think that's something that we sometimes forget. But I just want you, like, I'm hoping that this episode, at the very least, is helping you take away some of the pressure you might be putting on yourself. Because really, ultimately, if if you approach anything in your business, the business that you have started for freedom, for joy, for passion, for bliss, if you start putting so much pressure on yourself, expecting that it has to be exciting 100% of the time, I'm very sorry to disappoint you. It's not going to be. There are times in my uh, business, like I love coaching. I love, honestly, I absolutely love it. I love being able to help someone see how their mind works. I honestly, I get off on it. Okay. And it's one of the most delightful things I can see when, when someone says, damn, nothing's fucking working. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I don't really know what it is that I need to be doing anymore. And there's the sales conversation that I have. And I don't really like there's there's a problem. And then with a mere conversation, I can go in and help someone see the solution and help present a solution. It's honestly, it's one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. And I love it to the point that it's really hard for me to not sometimes coach people on the street. Like, can you imagine? Do you know how hard it is? I'm a human design projector. I'll do a human design episode at some point. But I'm a human design projector. If you know, you know. I should get a fucking medal for not coaching people like in the bus, on the street, in the park. I should get a fucking medal for not just handing out advice like this. 
<laughs> if you know me, you'll find this hilarious, by the way. Um, you just, and if you don't know me, I hope you still find it hilarious. There you go. Um, where was I? So anyway, so sometimes, sometimes I don't like it. There are days where I'm just like, I don't want to right now. Sometimes there are days where it feels hard. Sometimes there are days where I'm not as enthusiastic about it. And that is okay. In fact, that's very normal. So if for some reason you have, like if this resonates with you, if you just, if you've been someone who's making themselves wrong for needing to be excited all the time, I'll invite you to consider content or better. As long as you feel content or better, you're good, right? If there's a, like, if you're doing something, for instance, that you've never done before, like, let's say it's the first time you're holding a workshop. At first, you really like the idea, okay? And now all of a sudden you're just like, man, I don't really know if I want to do this workshop anymore. And I've had a bit of an off day and everything's just feeling like, oh, is it even worth it? I'm not really excited, etc., etc. I invite you to, first of all, go back into your body and think about why is it? Like, where is that coming from? 99% of the time it's because you're putting on an expectation on an outcome, Right. You're, you're wanting to achieve a certain thing by doing this thing. So um, again, in business, very often, let's say you're offering something and you're like, oh my God, I hope that I get like 10 signups for my program. Oh my God, I hope that I get uh, 15 people into this webinar, etc. Like it's okay to have goals. The problem is be flexible, with how they can appear, right? So now you start putting expectations on yourself. Now you start putting pressure on yourself. Are you surprised that you're not going to be as excited and high, like upbeat about doing it now? Because now you've put pressure on yourself. Now there's like a condition attached to this thing. Whereas in the beginning, it was just a fun idea. So I invite you to really go back into your body and really start just feeling into curiosity, really start into uh, going back into like playfulness. And if you can get to, you know what, I'm not quite excited about it, but I'll still be satisfied having done it. I'll still like looking into the future in two months time, would I regret not having done this? In the future, would I regret having cancelled this? If the answer is yes, go and do the thing. Because even if an experience might not be as exciting or might be a bit flat, it's still an experience. And can you be grateful for that? Can you be grateful for having had the opportunity to have experience that you now know, A, that you may not want to do this again in the future or that you may not want to do it in that particular capacity in the future or that you may not want to do this with these people in the future. There's a lot of wisdom in knowing what not to do as well. And I think we can sometimes give ourselves a bit of a hard time because we're just like, oh, but I've committed to this now. So I'm going to have to do it. So no, my dear, you are allowed to change your mind. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with here today. If for some reason you've found that 
there is a lot of pressure having to be upbeat, that there is a lot of pressure having to like everything, that there is a lot of pressure having to like be excited about everything. I really invite you to look into what it is that I've just said and about feeling into your body, trying to see if you can allow yourself to find out where that pressure is coming from. And then also go back to curiosity and playfulness. How could you make this playful? How could you make this fun? Like we take, we take life so fucking seriously. And there's a quote that I really like. Some people might find it a little bit morbid. I really like this quote. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of warning here, content warning. But the quote is this. Enjoy life. You may as well live life to the fullest because you're not getting out of here alive. And I really like this quote because like it or not, we are not permanent. And there is beauty in this. The Japanese have a concept called wabi-sabi, the object impermanence. And I really do live by this, by the idea that it's because we are impermanent that everything has so much meaning and that everything is so valuable. And I think we sometimes forget that. And so don't put pressure on yourself having to be excited about something. Don't put pressure on yourself needing for something to go a certain way. Just know that as long as you approach something with curiosity and playfulness, you'll get something out of it and there's meaning in it. And when it comes to business, again, your results and your your money and your income are in direct relation to how much you show up, to how consistently you show up. And that is in direct relation to how sustainable your work is actually going to be. And it's not going to be very sustainable for you to consistently show up in the world if you are putting so much pressure on yourself, because all you're going to do is procrastinate then. Okay, so I'm hoping that this episode helped you. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I would love to hear how you're going to implement this. And other than that, I will see you in the next episode. And I have a very special guest for you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Wealth Rebellion podcast. If you enjoyed the show and if you enjoyed the episode, please consider subscribing on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, any of your five-star reviews are always appreciated. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode.